Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to this podcast. In this episode, I'm reunited with my good friend Mary Sol. In this podcast, I talk about mindset, energy, healing, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Positivity. Mary Soul, how are you doing? It's good to have you back on the podcast. I'm doing great, Adam. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm very good. And um, yeah, I just thought like, because we had like a few topics in mind. So we was just talking about like um, how, you know, the body can kind of, you know, how we can heal ourselves and, you know, like gratitude and, um, you know, the kind of situation in, in LA with like the homeless kind of problem in a minute. But I just kind of thought like, start off talking about, you know, how we can kind of, you know, heal ourselves, you know, through kind of, tapping into certain parts of ourselves, does that make sense? Yeah, we can talk about so many different topics and you're the boss. <laughs> yeah, because um, you, you mentioned that you had a, like an accident like a year ago and is it like you're only just kind of experiencing that pain like now? Right, so at first... Um, the accident, to give a little backstory, it was a hit to the rear left of my car um, in a downtown area of a very populated city here in LA. And the car was going, I want to say, 40 miles an hour. And I noticed in my rearview mirror that he wasn't slowing down. So my instinct was to swerve to the left so he would hit me with less of an impact 
um, I actually had a passenger in my car. So, um, you know, I, I wanted to think of the most safe thing to do in, in that split second of a quick reaction. And so I, I did swerve to the left to where there's a partition in the middle of the street for cars wanting to turn left. And so as I swerved, I of course was also hitting the brakes and the way the car hit me was in such a way where hadn't I not hit the brakes or hit the brakes at an off time, I would have actually hit the cars of the oncoming traffic, um, which in essence, I would have been sandwiched right in the middle between the two cars, one in front of me and one would have been behind me. So it was definitely pretty daunting of an experience. Um, at, the, at first, we did do sort of the initial whiplash thing where you go to the front and then come back. So there was some neck involvement, back involvement. But to my surprise, I never thought that I would experience the aftermath of foot involvement also. But it makes a lot of sense as to why that occurred. I had the, my foot initially on the gas pedal. And I, of course, had to switch it to the brake pedal. And as I was explaining to you, you could either brake in one of two ways. You either completely remove your foot, which is the appropriate way, remove your foot from one pedal and hit the next, or you can simply swivel your ankle to the next pedal, which is what I did. I did it the inappropriate way, which actually translates to, in the long term, what it did to me was it became more so of an effect of a sprained ankle. Now, so it's not that it wasn't a sports injury where this just happened that I hit my ankle. This was from the car accident that happened about a year ago. And I'm barely experiencing the aftermath now, as you mentioned. Um, at first, it was back pain. But now that the back pain's sort of been taken care of, I've gone to a professional experience in pain management. So that doctor has treated me with injectable steroids. I've had that treatment. I've had acupuncture. I've had, I could name a list of interventions, physical therapy, all targeting my back. But my good friend from yesterday, we, ex we found out that no, well, actually, my pain is coming from my ankle, which has not been addressed until yesterday. So that just goes to show, like, if you have an injury, maybe it's not so much the first site of complaint where you have the problem. Oftentimes, the root cause can be somewhere else, and that's something that needs to be explored. Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? You know, like you said, that, you know, you had that accident, you know, it's involved in that collision. And, you know, you was, you, you've been experiencing this pain, you know, like a year later. And, 
you know we can we you know which are very lucky to you know to be you know not you know alive still you know from as well but i mean you know that we can kind of experience pain you know later on and like i said you might think oh it's my uncle but then it might actually be you know another part of a body you know or it might be you know the, the main issue maybe somewhere else by the whole diagnosis of it all yes so you need to explore whether it's physical or emotional pain in terms of emotional pain that's a huge reason why you know psychologists want to dig to your past maybe it could be a childhood upbringing and unresolved trauma etc but yes in terms of my physical pain um, now we're tackling the ankle in the hopes and following the nerve roots and the muscle groups up through the right foot and into the hip and lower back to eventually, hopefully, finally solve my problem. Wow. So this is like, so this just kind of happened like recently after a year. It's not being like continuous by a little bit. Correct. Mm. Correct. It crept up on me and it's super frustrating because I could be at work where I stand a lot and that's actually made me feel worse I want to say um, I've got to take some extra days off to recover um, I'm taking measures for this to not get any worse I recently bought an, uh, an ankle it's like a sleeve to put on not just the right ankle, but my left one also, because uh, my, my friend um, with background in sports injuries, he told me, well, the left foot, it's compensating for the right, so you need to take care of that one too. So as a prevention, I'm also taking care of the left ankle. And reason being, because we've, we've noticed that it's very weak. When I stand, when I walk, it kind of wobbles a bit. And since I'm barely finding time to work out, um, which I noticed it sounds like an excuse when you say it out loud, I have to make time to work out. That has to be a priority now because I need to strengthen my ankle. Um, so, you know, it kind of goes to say that you need to take charge of your own healing process because if you don't care you keep going to specialists um, weeks months apart they're going to keep saying well i've got a problem come back to me next month you know they could tell you oh you need to do xyz but if you don't follow up with that homework it's just going to get worse and you're going to end up spending a whole bunch of money to something that if continuously treated every day, every day, um, you have the potential to heal yourself. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, you know, like we, you know, have the potential to heal ourselves, you know, if we kind of choose, you know, to get better and those kind of like, you know, beliefs that we have around it, isn't it? Like, um, you know, you hear stories where I heard like, is it Kevin Hart? He had that, he had that car accident and the guy said you know you're inches away from being paralyzed and you yeah. know luckily luckily because of his frame and his build and kind of you know he works out you know it the impact you know that that 
you know, kind of muscle we had just gave him that advantage. Um, you know, I remember him saying like he was in lots of pain. Um, you know, the doctors advised him not to work out, not to do X, Y, Z, but he chose to anyway. And I think that helped even more because I think if the, the crazy thing is, it's that trauma of it as well, isn't it? Of when you have probably that accident, you know, let's right. say the car, your body right. kind of probably, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs, it, but the body almost suppresses that pain and kind of like looks after you and then it catches up with you later on. I remember when I had my accident, I had like, you know, over time a pain in my back and my lower back where I kind of fell down. But when it happened, I couldn't feel anything, which is crazy. So for your listeners who's listening to me for the first time, um, I'm a registered nurse studying to become a nurse practitioner. And as clinicians, it's funny you mentioned, we can tell patients to rest, like don't work out, actually give it a couple of days to heal. When sometimes, like you mentioned, Kevin Hart worked out anyway, like he went against that advice, um, which ended up being beneficial to him in the, wrong, in the long run, is what you're saying, correct? Yeah. I mean, they, he just did like small exercises and he said he was in pain because um, I remember like Joe Rogan was talking about him. He was saying some comedian went to go and see him and he was like, he was like, it's crazy. He's walking around the earth and like, you know, like nothing's happened, you know, like a day or two afterwards. But he said that when he was in pain, but he said he, he knew it would, he wanted to appear to be, you know, strong and okay to his friends and family. Plus he didn't want to be sat not doing anything you know he said he kind of just like you know like um small movements with his with his toe or his feet or his hands or you know little tiny things just to kind of kind of get his uh, yeah. muscles working i definitely i definitely believe that that time heals but also movement heals and initially yes you should rest that muscle group but later the recommendation is actually to use that muscle group so that it becomes stronger again. And it can, and that you're, so that your skeletal muscles surrounding bone so that it protects and strengthens the bone. So the more you work out, the better it is for your peripheral muscles. And finally to strengthen that bone and keep it in place. An analogy I could think of is a brand new tree. Mm. Sometimes if it has a weak foundation, you kind of put a stick next to it so that it, it doesn't wobble to the side. Well, that's kind of what the function of casts do. They mm. want to stabilize the, the joint and the healing bone as it remodels. So Yes, first would be rest, but next, once the cast is off, et cetera, you gotta use it again, or else like the saying goes, you use it, you lose it, the muscles can atrophy, they could weaken, and again, you're more susceptible to a sprain or a fracture. Mm. Is that fine balance, isn't it? Probably like not doing too much, but still kind of like, you know, doing what you can, isn't it? It's like, um, is it like people say, you know, if they're 
in a wheelchair or something, they have to kind of like learn to walk again. They have to do those that physiotherapy where they, you know, they're, they're right. walking on Baby those frames. Steps all over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of rehabilitation at first. Yes, it will be difficult, mm-hmm. but if you fast forward a year, two years, you'll be often at a much stronger place than you were prior to the injury because you've built that habit of working out and strengthening your body. Hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it is definitely, definitely amazing, you know, like the power of our minds, the power of our bodies and how we, you know, can repair ourselves. Um, I mean, when I had a bike accident, I smashed my kneecap and I had a big like, wound, got infected. To cut a long story short, you know, I had to have a bandaged and stuff like that on my kneecap. And, um, I kind of, my body, my kind of body got used to, you know, um, being aware of not to kind of stretch my leg, you know, to to move it in a certain way. So when it healed up and it was okay, it felt weird to kind of, uh, you know, not walk how I probably used to walk, you know, or things like that. And I think we kind of get built with these habits, don't we, as well, even like with our posture and our back. And I think, you know, how we sit and how we lay down and, all of these different things, um, yeah, to be mindful of. Yeah, exactly. The healthiest is to sleep on our backs, but who does that, right? Mm. It's healthier to practice the upright position for your posture than to slouch. We all know that, but do we practice it? Not so much, right? Mm. But I think it takes, like in my case, an accident to realize that I have weak ankles and that and weak wrists and that I need to work it out so that the um, the muscles surrounding the wrist strengthen. Mm. Um, you know, constant cracking can be a sign of of the same, like lack of collagen, lack of strength, mm-hmm. and you need to eat foods that will accordingly nourish those tissues and give you the strength that you need. Yeah, no, it all kind of interlinks, doesn't it? You think like your, your mental health, your physical health, your, your diet, you know, these exercises, even like, you know, a little bit of exercise, you know, it kind of helps, doesn't it? You know, a bit of something, and that's kind of like the first step, isn't it? Right. Um, another good friend who I've gone to who does acupuncture, she recommends, you know, start light, start with Qigong, for example. Mm. Qigong is an oriental practice to sort of use the energy that's available in the universe and trigger it to align with your own body's energy. Mm. So there, these are these graceful movements, slow and foundational movements to kind of capture this energy. And it's amazing. You just envelop yourself into a realm of positivity and light. Mm. I think that's a really good point as well. Like, um, you know, connecting with your energy as well, isn't it? Because I think, like you said, um, like stress is going to probably be a, you know, a, a trigger for people and their pain and how they're feeling in their body. and. I think, like you said, it's that kind of like, you know, your emotions, all your unresolved, suppressed emotions, you know, kind of manifest them. So I'm not, 
I'm not like a, you know a specialist, but from what I've learned is that they kind of can kind of be suppressed in your body and come out as uh, you know other different health issues. Absolutely, yeah. Um, there's a saying, what you think is what you become. Mm. If you think more so gratitude, positivity, light, love, I would say it would have a huge impact on your physical health and well-being mm. versus a circle of sadness, self-doubt, um, weak self-confidence. Um, that can ultimately lead to the downward spiral of depression, which we all don't want and anxiety, something you want to stay away from. But of course, there's actually use stress. There's good stress. This, this is the kind of stress that you get before an exam because you care. If you wouldn't care, you wouldn't feel stressed. Mm. So you kind of got to notice the difference between the types of stress, if it's inhibiting your activities of daily living, if you're constantly obsessing about a particular thought. These are all things you should make note of. And be aware of. Maybe you want a journal, have a little diary, because we have like 93, 95% of the same thoughts we had yesterday. So we need to read books, podcasts, ex mm. exercise our brain so that we get away from that statistic and improve ourselves day by day. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's a really great point. And I think especially you know now with kind of how society is now and you know the, since the pandemic probably as well you know not focusing on the news too much i mean okay glance at it or probably look at it you know but don't you know don't religiously watch it for long periods of time or first thing in the morning isn't it and these kind of things all add up don't they if you think about it as you were saying huge point that's a very huge point because as I said, and media does this too. We're actually hearing about COVID every day. They bring it up every day. We know it's here. We know it's not going away tomorrow. Of course, we're going to constantly be reminded of it, but why not start your day on a different note? Why not play your favorite music, dance a bit, do your habitual prayer, if you're into meditation, whatever the case may be you should nurture your body and soul first before expending your energy on those other things, um, solidifying those, of those same thoughts. Uh, why not use your energy to grow, to connect with your loved ones, your family and friends, and maybe make plans for the future. Mm. Obviously, we are stuck in the and this obstacle, this pandemic, but you know, making plans for the future when the time comes, you'll be great. You'll already be in tune with, with your friends and those plans and it'll just come to fruition in a matter that you dreamed of. And I think you'll enjoy it that much more, your experiences. Mm. Yeah, no, exactly. I think like so in amongst everything that's happening, we kind of ultimately have a choice, don't we? How we kind of want to be, how we want to focus, what we want to focus on. And, you know, why not, you know, plan, like I said, plan the future, you know, the things that you want to be doing, um, you know, progressing, doing new things and learning and kind of 
being you know a better version of yourself isn't it because like you said we have this time you know probably people have a lot more time on their hands now probably um you know more thinking time as well i think you know this year has been you know a lot of uh perspective shifts and energy energy shifts um you know especially so i think why not you know grow and do something rather than people just say oh, i just watched netflix for the past i don't know however long or whatever which is fine in, in in some amount but if that's all you're doing then that's not healthy exactly let's think about the producers of the shows on netflix they do it because it's their job we all spend time in our jobs um, if you're not in your job you're in someone else's job whether it's a facility a restaurant etc so how much time do you want to spend on someone else's job what if netflix was an actual place that you went to mm-hmm. do you want to like work there it's like okay dude you've been here for five six hours are you gonna go now <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know so remember to social distance mm. from like virtual things too guys yeah <laughs> yeah you got to do it for your mind um, yeah. let's choose better let's choose books mm. podcasts things to make you better because we only have one body and why not feed it to what your brain needs to grow what your muscles need to develop Um, so that you do develop kind of these better postures, habits, etc. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. And I think, you know, you kind of want to kind of see yourself, you know, because like, when you do those things as well, you know, you feel the benefits. And I think you, people could sometimes probably get into ruts or habits of doing things in a certain way. But, you know, when you start doing those new habits you know you feel those benefits and you want to do more of that it's like if you exercise you want to do you know more of it but you know anything new can be difficult can't it it's difficult starting out but once you're just doing it against the rhythm of it it's a lot easier um i was just thinking as well like we mentioned um because like where you know you're situated there's that kind of homeless issue like Do you, um, so I was, I was listening to a podcast and I was talking about it and I was trying to say, you know, what's the solution? And, you know, both people are like, well, we don't know. We can't think of a solution to it. Like, um, like where, what, where do you think is the best place to kind of start? Would you say, I mean, you can't, I know some people don't want, I mean, do you, do you think they need housing, certain kind of housing? I mean, I think there's probably always going to be homeless issue but i mean how can it kind of be like kind of resolved do you know what i mean how how can it according to words how you know how can that issue how can that situation be made easier if that makes sense right so this is a question that's constantly been asked for years really um i don't have the answer yeah but i do say that I'm doing my part now to address the situation at hand and I think that's what's expected for everyone you know show up to your job and just do your best you can't really ask for much else yeah no exactly and I think you know, you know those people in that situation is difficult because they're you know they're probably not got the best of health and you know they're 
you know, mixed with people who might not be healthy either. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's kind of great that, you know, kind of like where you work in your situation that you can kind of provide, you know, kind of space for them. Does that make sense? Or like, you know, you kind of assist them if they're not well. Yeah. So it's currently being done for those homeless individuals who have completed their quarantine, their isolation period of currently 10 days. We do connect them to a bridge housing program, which then that other program tries to find a a more permanent solution for these individuals. Hmm. So we deal with the Mm -hmm. short-term housing and and those other companies deal with the long-term housing. Yeah, no, that's it. I think, you know, they just kind of need that chance, don't they, that support and that, you know, rehabilitation and uh, that little bridge, you know, just kind of probably get them on track or get them away from those kind of, like, whatever they're involved in. Because I think it's a bit of a trap, isn't it? You know, if they're around certain people, they're going to stay in that group. They want to, you know, people want a sense of belonging as well, don't they? So if they've made friends, they, you know, they might be harder for them to probably get out of that you know situation so that's a good point you are the the average of the five people you hang around with and why not surround yourself with people who want to get out of that atmosphere who want to get a job Mm -hmm. um and but it takes work you know you have Mm -hmm. to go against those thoughts that you've constantly had over and over again you need to break free from these routines Mm -hmm and create new ones. And that takes a lot of courage. It's not easy. Mm. You need to confront um, what you really want and just go after it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, exactly. And um, I was thinking as well, like how, you know, this is like a different topic, but you know, how it's important, you know, to push out your comfort zones. Like, would you say, you know, it, it, it's something that we should do, you know? I, mean, I know we've all got comfort zones um, in life, but I think, by, you know, by pushing out your comfort zones is how you grow, isn't it? Like, you know, like you're, you've been to university and you've done these courses and, you know, you're... Certainly, you nursing. should. Yeah. I do think it's important to expose yourself to new ideas, new situations, um, challenge yourself. Maybe you know, you read a book a month, why not a book a week, and then Mm. soon a book a day, even. Mm. Um, Even if it's like excerpts here and there, it'll all add up 15 minutes Mm. here, 15 there, next thing you know, you have gained new knowledge of someone who took years, maybe to write this one book, and but they're Mm. experts in that field, you're going to take in that expertise in a matter of uh, hours. Mm. So I think that's why it's important to, you know, read, constantly seek to be better and surround Mm. yourself Mm. with like-minded people who are pushing forward in their lives to want to be better as well. Mm. Yeah, no, they're really good points. And I think as well, when you're around people like that, you kind of, I don't know, you kind of naturally just think about what you're doing and you're like, oh, maybe, you know, I should be doing that. Or why... If they're doing it, then why can't I do it kind of thing? I think it, it's a lot of, you know, your perspective, isn't it? Which is a big thing as well. Like the way you can kind of like look at the world and things, um, you know, because I think 
especially if someone's playing a victim, uh, if someone feels like a victim, they might be thinking, oh, well, I can't do that. You know, it's like, well, you can. It's that flip of a switch almost, isn't it? Yeah. If you say you can't, then you won't. If you say you can, then at least you'll try. And in that attempt, maybe you start for five minutes. It'll end up being 10. Mm. Easily, it could be 15. And you just add up and it adds up and mm. you can surprise yourself. And in surprising yourself, you'll want to do that again. And mm. But that all happens if we spend less time on our phones, more time innovating, more time on things that we see greater value in. Mm -hmm. that we see, okay, I could use this for my job to, to be better in what I do. And, you know, the list goes on. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And like, would you say, I mean, I, I don't put on the spot with this, but just thinking of it now, um, like this kind of year, what would you say your kind of like takeaways are from this year, if that makes sense? Good question. Takeaways from this year. So I would say that I got the huge benefit of flipping an unfortunate situation, you know, which for me was sleeping on the floor in my garage. Mm. So months of that maybe made me realize the gratitude, the importance of practicing gratitude. Mm. And also the importance of valuing your family. Mm. I just value them to a whole other level because I spent days not seeing them. Um, you know, talking over the phone isn't, isn't the same. I'm used to being around them, you know, mm. in the same room often. And it, it was very, it was like a home homesick experience living in the same home but having these mm. restrictions these distances it it was uh, pretty heartbreaking but um so yes valuing your current living situation practicing gratitude of your family mm. of, of all the blessings that you have currently in your life and also it's made me slow down and mm. again appreciate mm. the little things because we can get into a routine of monotony, really. If you have work, if you have school, then that's kind of all you do. Well, this pandemic helped me break through that routine and do more of the things that I enjoy, whether mm -hmm. it's reading a bit longer, watching motivational, inspirational, true life stories a bit longer. Mm -hmm. And so, those really so slowing down appreciating your atmosphere and the people you value most no that's great i think that's great and i think like you know it's good that you you're taking those things away from this year because i think you know they're definitely key um quantum principles you know kind of like in life aren't they and you know it's almost like until you kind of stop and think about it and you kind of set you like you said put yourself into that situation where you might have to sleep on the floor on, on a blank you know on a bed or something on the floor and you know not seeing your family as much and making that effort and just realizing these things that they're all important and like you said especially gratitude like looking at what you have and like you said 
sometimes we can kind of get monotonous or caught up in those loops of kind of taking taking things for granted. I don't know, like because we just get so used to it. And so you're looking at that, the things that you know are important and valuing them, you know, for having because, like you said, there there is someone out there who's homeless who hasn't got a you know proper bed, sleeping, you know, roof over their head. Some people may not even have a family, you know. So it's you know, we, it, there's a lot of things that we have, you know, we have to be grateful for, isn't it, as well? Right. And in that gratitude, we can find a lot of peace and happiness. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, exactly. I think, that, I think that's definitely something that I've taken away from this year, like gratitude as well. Uh, gratitude, patience, kind of. I think patience, you know, is, is something that it's, it's a daily tackle thing that you know, I have to tackle, you know, because I feel like I have a lot of energy and I want to get the ball rolling. So I kind of always check in myself and be like, look, you know, it takes time. Um, but like, you know, patience, gratitude, you know, gratitude is key, isn't it? You, I think I saw like a, um, an article that said people who do gratitude lists and have gratitude feel more content and relaxed. And it almost, I think it changes part, I don't know, the deep side of it but changes how the kind of um how your brain works or something like that because you're more kind of thankful in the, in the moment yes you're definitely less likely to be depressed and mm. fall into that sort of downward spiral mm. so i recommend that to everyone yeah no it's quite powerful isn't it when you think about it and you can't kind of peel back those layers almost Mm-hmm. Yes. What What is something that you do to try to ground yourself and keep the peace? Good question. I I do. I I exercise. I, I tend to you know I work out, so I do like press ups and things. I'll go for walks, so that helps. Um, you know, reading and. I would say so. In, in the going for walks, how do you feel if you don't go for walks in a day versus when you do? Do you notice a difference? Yeah, yeah. I feel kind of claustrophobic. I don't know. I feel like I I need to get out. <laughs> yeah. So imagine you knowing that that's good for you, but not doing it over and over again you're depriving your body of, of something beautiful, of something mm. that refuels you and you don't even know it, which are the effects of nature. Nature mm. is super grounding. If you were to take off your shoes and socks and just stand on the grass, on the dirt, you're gonna experience something, this change in your body that's so subtle, you probably won't even think of it, but the effects, the afterward effects could be better productivity, better sleep, better mood, and and that just truly affects you in a more positive way. The benefits certainly outweigh you getting dirty. What, what's that risk mm. compared to the benefits that you're? <laughs> yeah. Doing, right? Yeah. So don't yeah. be afraid. Like, go to the beach, walk on the sand, yeah. check out the water, the waves. Mm. I think that's very therapeutic. People, you know, oftentimes. Even I, I take advantage of, of uh, take, take for granted mm. 
my own backyard mm. you know yeah no exactly it's it's so important isn't it you know to kind of like Florence Nightingale one of mm. the female founders of nursing she realized the little things in the, in the battlefield of um, soldiers fighting in war that they need clean and sanitary measures to get better you know you can't have for example a room that's messy and expect to be organized and super productive i think organization can really influence your productivity and and even the way you feel so similarly you know, we should stick with, with the habits that are good for us, with the little chores that we learned as kids that maybe you brushed off as unimportant. Um, they actually do kind of translate into other areas of your life. Mm. Um, now, there's also the argument of, well, I'm like, I try to be perfect in all these other areas of my life. I think not making my bed can pass. Well, there's a Navy SEAL who who suggests otherwise like he suggests mm. you can start on the right mm. foot by doing your bed and then it'll be a trickle down effect of you doing more productive things in your day as a result mm. so mm. what are your thoughts on that yeah no i um i think that's definitely important i mean i'm just looking at my bed now um <laughs> it's actually made it's yeah. semi-made I it's made, yeah it's made <laughs> It's just a little fold there, but um, yeah, it's, it's made. And but I, I definitely feel a difference if I, you know, if I don't, <laughs> if I if I don't do that, if I if I get up, I go around and I, I just kind of, you know, make say make it. But do you know what I mean? I kind of make sure it's neat and it's okay. Like when I get up, and I feel like mm-hmm. if I don't, then, then I might get something and put it put like I don't know, put it on the side, and mm-hmm. then I'm doing something. I get something else put on the side. And then mm-hmm. before you know it, there's like 20 things here, there, and there. And then right. my mindset is a bit like a pinball. Whereas if it's neat and it's, and it's okay, mm-hmm. you have a bit more clarity, if that makes sense. I mean, I remember when right. when, I, when I was going to join the military, I did some courses with the army. And they are, you know, pretty to the point and strict. And they do those hospital Fold cold curtains. Right. We were taught that in nursing school. Yeah, that's how we make the beds in the hospital. Yeah. And after like a week or so, you know, I just felt like a different person because you, you know, you're you're more mindful, you know, you feel more sharper. That makes sense. Yes, it certainly does. And at first it's like a chore, right? You don't feel like doing it. But later, once you find value in it, you practice it. And it's actually good for you. You feel the effects. So good job, Adam, for lead, leading by example right there. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I try. I try. <laughs> All right. That's it. So, I mean, I think, I think, like you said, it's important, isn't it? And I noticed that, you know, like, if you have less of things as well, you have more kind of like headspace as well. Like, um, kind of, if you, instead of having lots of, different items if that makes sense like because like you know like minimalism and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. that truly clears your the clutter in your brain if you're a minimalist Mm -hmm. you have more time to think about the things that truly matter than 
spending that extra minute selecting what outfit you're going to wear that day. It's like minimalists sort of appreciate what you should spend your brain power on on the most. I think that's a, a good takeaway that we can take from, yeah. from the people that practice those things. Yeah. Yeah, there's, 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 there's always um, we can learn, isn't there? And um, you know, apply it to our lives. And I think you know, what we've spoken about, you know, all important that you know people should you know kind of adhere by. Absolutely. I welcome any and all questions. Yeah. Anytime, if you guys have a question after this podcast, you can find me on Enfermera Marisol on Instagram. Adam, if you could please link it down in your description box. Yeah, 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 of course. I can sort that out. And um, yeah, any, any feedback, any questions or anything, then, you know, let us know. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been great having you back on and I've really enjoyed talking to This was really fun, Adam. Thank you so much for your time and I'm honored to be here. No, you too. You're welcome. Anytime. And um, yeah, I look forward to next time as well. Take care. Alrighty. Hi, and thanks for listening to the Parsis podcast. If you yourself has a story that you'd like to share to be on the podcast, please let me know at podcast at gmail.com or if you know somebody that has a story that they would like to share or their experience from life please tell them to get in touch with me at the podcast at gmail.com um so yeah see you soon take care hi I'd just like to say a massive thank you for listening to the podcast. You can also check out the podcast on YouTube at The Party City Podcast. You can also check out my Instagram at City 94 where I put lots of podcast clips and snippets and a lot more content as well. I really appreciate you supporting me in my podcast and supporting me in my content. It really, really means a lot. Any feedback, any questions, any queries, you can email me at thepolicypodcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and connecting. Take care. Hi, and thank you for tuning into the Positive Podcast. I would just like to announce that I have just recently created a Facebook group for listeners and for people who would like to network with other podcasters and to network with other people who listen to the podcast as well. The link can be found in the bio of my profile as well as the bio of my episodes and the Facebook group um, is called The Positive to People. All you have to do is send an re- invite request and I'll accept it for you to join. I hope to see you there. Have a great day. Take care.